Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Much has changed since the last Mortal Kombat tournament. Dark forces of Outworld have begun invading the Earth realm. These attacks are seriously weakening Earth's dimensional fabric, enabling not only Outworlders to enter the Earth realm, but warriors from other domains as well. Only the most extraordinary warriors could possibly meet this challenge. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, but we have a very special, well, they're all special in their own way, aren't they? But we have an extra special Gina-themed episode this week as we talk about Mortal Kombat, the animated series. We'll tell the story in a sec, but first off, I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. And we are, again, this is the Mortal Kombat animated series. Now, we had a really amazing time when we recorded and talked to each other previously because this past weekend, as we record this, was Gina Ippolito's birthday. We won't say which one, but Woo! let's just say, finally, the big 2-0. And I'm very excited for her to finally hit 20. Next year, Gina, you'll be drinking. Yeah, I can't wait to taste some. Jägermeister and Goldschlager, some Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's all going to be delicious. Uh, My 20s feel attacked right now. About a drink called a dead Nazi that is uh, one part Goldschlager, one part Jägermeister, one part Rumplemans. That sounds sounds gross. Yes, 100%. But just thought I'd bring that up. You just want to drink it because it's called a dead Nazi. Yeah, I mean, uh, you do what you have to do to, uh, you know, for the cause of democracy. How do we popularize now referring to a Jack and Diet as a dead Nazi so I can just <laughs> feel better about ugh, it? Ugh. <laughs> All of these these drinks are terrible. All that is outrageous. TV's Gina Ippolito. Now, Uh-oh. Gina Wait, had a... Yes. Hold on, hold on. What is Gina's drink of choice? I mean, I'm going with beer or a dirty vodka martini. Mm-hmm. I have Olive never juice. once seen you drink a dirty uh, vodka martini. I used to and drink you them have all beer. the time at the I.O. bar. Sean Cowig would make them for me extra dirty, and he'd put them in a tumbler because I'm very clumsy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that okay. tracks. Yeah, this makes sense. The specifics are enough to sell me on this. So... 
So this past weekend for Gina's party, we had our first. Now, this is crazy, you guys. It's been over a year. Uh, but we had our first in-person gathering to go see Ooh. the Mortal Kombat movie at an AMC theater. I rented it out because I'm a yeah. baller. I'm a yeah. freaking baller. Shot taller. Loaded, loaded with people who have appeared on this show before, quite no, frankly. No, you're only allowed to have 20 people. Let's not let's not give uh uh the anti-mask, anti-vax crowd any fodder. It was a responsible 20 individuals in a large theater. It was. We all socially distanced with seating. Yeah. Uh loaded as in the percentage of those 20 people that were previous guests. Pretty yeah. high. Oh, higher yeah. than you. Loaded you know. as in everyone had a loaded baked potato That's with right. them. Uh, well, I got curly fries because uh, oh. it's still a novelty to me that you can get French fries in a movie theater. You know what? I I went classic. I went Twizzlers, a Coke, and popcorn. And even as I was buying the popcorn, I said. I'm going to get five bites into it and regret it like I always do because it's never <laughs> as good as you want it to. And I should have gone with nachos, which I never regret. But mm. part of me was like, first time back in a movie theater, I got to go classic. And then uh. like, yep, sure enough, like halfway through, I was like, have I enjoyed this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with uh. the famed chicken tenders and Sour Patch Kids combo. I don't regret uh. my choices at all. Oh, yeah, that's a good uh. that's a good that's a good combo. I got a peanut M&M's because uh, my kid is allergic to peanuts. So now if I'm out somewhere without him, I'm like, this is the only chance I have. It's either Reese's Pieces or peanut M&M's. I went through the peanut M&M's, could not finish the bag. And um, I, I, I pushed further than I should have. I'll just say that. You got to You got to peanut him up every every like year or so to see if he's over it. it. You got to You got to just like toss one at him just to see just to see if he's over it. No, that's what you call irresponsible parenting and the sort of thing that gets your kid <laughs> taken away from you. So oh, don't I, tell anyone. <laughs> Why does he keep showing up with hives all over him no, saying, and having trouble year, breathing? I, don't worry about look, it. Look, I've told you this story like nine times. But my nephew is allergic to peanuts and then one day he was not. That's yeah. No, no, no. That's a thing that can happen. Based on a true story by Gina Ippolito. <laughs> kind of like how uh, you could get cancer and then it goes into remission. But you don't want to just sort of like rely on the universe to clear that up for you. you no, but you got to test it out. Chemo. You don't just like go and get a cancer diagnosis. And then like five years later, you're like, let's. Well, I, I'm assuming you still have cancer. You got to get that shit tested. <clears throat> this all holds up a, a thousand percent. Uh, now, Gina, could you tell us after witnessing the Mortal Kombat movie, what did you say upon walking out of the theater and everybody's eyes turning to you? I said, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. And me and Chan will agree with you. It was the greatest movie uh, potentially ever. I've never laughed, yeah. cried, cheered, stood up out of my seat more uh, in a very, very long time. Maybe since Snakes on a Plane. Have Here's I enjoyed myself at a movie so much? I 100% admit that a lot of the joy in that theater probably had to do with the fact that those those people have not been out outside in in over a year and were just sure. so relieved to be anywhere oh, yeah. and eating snacks and and not having to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh but like even the even the freaking trailers were a, a delight. Like they had the Fast and Furious, I think nine trailer, and yes. I think that was the first trailer we saw. And I could tell it was the perfect group to have invited along. 
uh, because everyone immediately bursts out laughing at various parts of it and just clapping and laughing. And it was it was a truly a delight. And then there were like 90 other trailers and then the yep. movie started and everyone was super into it the whole time, including me. Yes, it, it was a blast. And I highly recommend anybody, if you have HBO Max, just watch it. But it will not be the same as the theatrical experience. Oh, and even that it will, will not. not be the same as this theatrical experience. I am yeah. very curious to see how it holds up on its own. Because uh, I, I walked out thinking, like, this is not a good movie, but it is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, see, here's like- the thing. I actually would argue that it is a good movie. And I realize 100% that, like, parts of it are schlocky. And I even just, in my in my nerdy rabbit hole that I've been going down since we saw it, which includes reading the the plot line of every single game that ever was released. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was a novelization that you read. Alan <laughs> oh, yeah. Dean Foster yeah. presents I mean, I'm sure there is, which I will be reading soon. Uh, But there was an article that was comparing the original, the 1995 version, which is also perfect, with this one to say, like, which which one is better. And it made a lot of good points. And I think this is a movie that that accurately, like, it it tells you exactly what it is, and then it delivers on that. It's not saying, hey, this is going to be an Academy Award winner. It's saying, you are going to go in here you're going to see a lot of dope ass fight scenes and it's going to be a fun time. And it, it was that. And I, one of the coolest things to me is the fact that like a lot of the director basically said that they didn't really have time for actors and stunt people. So they hired actors <clears throat> who could do their own fight scenes and stunts like Smart. Louis Tan, who's, who's, who's a real fighter. Uh, because they wouldn't have time to like shoot it all those times with actors and then put their, their stunt doubles in. And they said that they would start like training for one fight scene, train for it for a long time, shoot it. And then the, the actors would have no break the next day. They would start practicing and learning the next fight scene because the fight scenes were so elaborate. So I went in with high hopes and they did not disappoint. Like those fight scenes were cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I look, I have nothing to add to this. The level of brutality and violence was over the top and fun. The characters were great. Uh, you've probably heard Kano steals the entire movie, and he does. He's my favorite character in the movie by far. He was like the linchpin of the film because it is an absurd concept. And, you know, like, well, like the, even the idea of making a movie based on a fighting game, which is just you like, go left, right, go left, right, kick, 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 punch, punch, and that's it. You know, like, how that, dare you? There's an art form there. But uh, uh, he is there the entire time to sort of like be that voice of like, this is dumb. This is really stupid. Are you kidding? Fireballs? This is absurd. And it's it it's sort of like uh, evens everything out. He's the keel that sort of keeps the boat. Yeah. All right. He, and it's delightful. He, he plays the he plays the role that Johnny Cage played in the original because a lot of people were pissed that Johnny Cage wasn't in this because he's an original character. But the reason they did it was because they wanted the audience to look some forward to something for the second movie for the actual tournament. But I will say uh, that it, like kudos to the writers. And again, like I I'm legitimately saying this is a good movie because <laughs> a lot of times in movies like this which are already like you have to overcome the fact that they're it's a ridiculous concept and it's going to be schlocky and to be able to write jokes and have an actor deliver them and have them not be jokes that you're like laughing at because they're so freaking stupid 
and and bad and and like like those jokes were actually good and that actor delivered them well that I was genuinely laughing I wasn't laughing because it was like oh my god that's so bad I was laughing because I was like damn that was a great delivery man yeah he killed it just absolutely yeah. killed it so well this led us to a separate conversation where I said Gina says oh my gosh you guys did you know there was a Mortal Kombat cartoon to which me and Chan responded with Yes, Gina, not only have we done it for this podcast, you were on the episode talking about <laughs> it with us. I went back and found it. It was from season two of Knowing is Half the Podcast. You may have seen us. We put it in the feed like a week ago just so you guys could hear it. It's a pretty good episode, quite frankly. And our delivery when we were live and had energy and didn't hate the world yet. Well, we did, but not as much. And it was, it was a fast and furious and fun show. And I think you should guys should check it out. Well, this is the next episode of Mortal Kombat because all this just ties together too well. Let's do another episode of Mortal Kombat. Or as Gina would say, let's do Mortal Kombat for the first time. Look, first of all, uh, I don't remember it. Second of all, it's Chan and I, not me and Chan. So now I've turned it back on you. <laughs> now who's the foolish one? I... <laughs> me am I, me yams, am the foolish one yams. um yes well thank you for that gina well this is mortal kombat now, the previous episode we did was episode eight because we just felt like it why not this is mortal kombat episode nine and this might lead us somewhere in season five of knowing us half the podcast because chan elucidated us am i using that word right probably nope, not. not even close <laughs> he elucidated us with information that this was an episode that uh, launched a crossover between Mortal Kombat animated series and what'd you say? Street Fighter animated series and like two others? And the Savage Dragon and Wing Commander Academy. Wing Commander. Now imagine this. Now, basically, the idea is uh, we'll just dis discuss it further, but they find an orb that allows weird things to happen and they're going to use this orb as a plot MacGuffin in order to go to these other universes and fight people, I guess. So there's going to be apparently Mortal Kombat crossovers with those other shows that we may have to find elsewhere in season five and then just go and track them down and follow this story because apparently this is they quite a story. All aired the same block on uh, USA. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like it. Well, this I one knew is that those things existed, but like, uh, like I've never, I love street fighter. and I've never seen that cartoon. No, I don't think I have either. And Savage Dragon. I mean, I'm familiar with it now a lot because of a who would win episode we did recently, but I've still, I, I was thinking we should do the animated series anyway. So what the heck we're here. Let's do some crossover nonsense. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, this episode is called resurrection and it opens up with Shao Kahn. And, and this made me laugh because, you know, he's got these like, uh, what do they call them? Like guys in robes. He's got these cultists around him. And he's basically like, get me my prune juice. Because he gets this big old, big old tumbler of juice delivered to him that turns out to be a magic potion. And he's got a big old pile of bones in front of him because, you know, you're Shao Kahn. It's how you live. You are a bone on your face, for God's sakes. And it turns out it's the bones of Shang Tsung, who's been murdered. So this, this show is already telling you, like, look. We're not going to have a lot of action, but we're not afraid to talk about murder. Uh, real quick. That's the resurrection music. Shang Tsung uh, comes back to life and they just put in the generic um, uh, Fakey. techno. Fakey upbeat. Yeah, because you can't even have dark music in this cartoon because mm -hmm. it's for children. 
So it's beep, 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 beep. <laughs> uh, for, for, yes, a, a zombie wizard, a lich, if you will. A lich. Um, well, is he a lich? I mean, he, he's not really a zombie. I mean, he was resurrected, so he's back to life again. Yeah, he's yeah, full he's, on resurrected. But he's not undead. He's like, he's like, uh, you know, he's not human, he's, I guess, but. He's not. Mm, eh. Well, you know what? I don't know the specifics of this. Uh, uh, you'd this have is, to. Uh, con- in, in my reading of every single description of what the plot mm-hmm. lines are of the games, this is a very common common thing for, for individuals to get resurrected, obviously, Correct. because you can't have you know, no sub zero after he gets killed, you've got to bring him back. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I, this is, this is one of probably many times that Shang Tsung dies. Yeah. Well, I appreciated that Shao Kahn brings Shang Tsung back to life, gives him a robe. And then the first thing he does is like backhand him across the room and is like, I'm not done whooping on you, bitch. That's why I wrote punch in my notes. Oh, God, I I loved it. Why would I have written punch in a Mortal Kombat thing? And I'm like, oh, right, right, right. There was that specific punch, which was kind of funny. Like, if you're an evil necromantic warlord who can bring people back from the dead, wailing on them and killing them and then bringing them back to bitch slap them some more is kind of a baller move, quite frankly. Yeah. I'd, it's know. something I'd do for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so he gives him, and this is a little, is a little weird to me because Shao, Shao Kahn gives Shang Tsung uh, an orb of power. And he says, uh, we need this orb and you're going to use this orb to control stuff. And not only will it affect the weather on earth, but also deprive Raiden of his powers somehow. No, like, it controls the powers it. of nature, which admittedly okay. is very broad. That's pretty weak. Yeah. Uh, um, the power of the elements. Fire, wind, water, and earth, as we all know. Um, Which one of those is lightning? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they, they did. They did. They did specify though. Um, in no, that that's. Line. But no, that's why uh, I, I wrote down. They specifically said the powers of nature. I remember it being the powers of nature, but whatever. Fire, wind, water, earth, and that includes Raiden's powers. Now, yeah, why they exactly? wanted to clarify because obviously lightning is not one of those. And if you had to like figure like electricity, is that that's not earth and it's not water. It's sort of air, I you, guess. But it's in it's the sort air. of fire. It's like energy. But like, I would buy that it's air because it's it's like, you know, if you can control the molecules in the air, you could maybe make make but it. Then you also, but if you do that, you also control fire. So. <laughs> Look, the whole deal is Shang Tsung asked the <laughs> correct question. Why did you bring me back to life to do this? Not that I'm upset about it, but why did you do this? And and in my mind, first off, it's like, why didn't Shang Tsung immediately take that orb and shove it up Shao Kahn's ass? Like, you know, you all of a sudden can do this. Why not just like wreck him with it? But I guess that's fine. It only works on Raiden. But the, 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 the plot device that says Shao Kahn says, Shang Tsung, I brought you back to life. Because the more evil a person is, the more powerful the orb is in their hands, and no one's more evil than you. I would argue that Shao Kahn is considerably more evil than Shang Tsung. But he he notoriously doesn't like to get his hands dirty. That's why That's he's like not it. even not even you know seen for a little while in the games. But do, do you know who Shang Tsung is voiced by? No, no, I do not. But I know there's a lot of talented people with this cast. I was going to talk about which one is uh, Shang Tsung. Well, in addition to our very talented cast this he was voiced by neil ross was that right yeah. oh i didn't even pick up on that he's so he's real talented we like neil ross a yeah. lot 
<laughs> He's like the last, last human I saw live before we all went into pandemic. Oh, so you're blaming him is what you're saying. <laughs> Look, I don't want to say Neil Ross <laughs> caused the pandemic, but moving forward. <laughs> Okay, so he's uh, the whole plan here is that the Shang Tsung is going to lure out the, the the elf elf the elf realm the Earth realm troops. Say that five times fast, and and then after real he beats quick, them up, real quick, yes. Do you know who played Shao Kahn? Let's just talk about the entire cast right now, Chan, because there are so <laughs> I, many I good people. I don't off the top of my head. Do but, you uh, let's recognize go the name Dean Wormer? I mean, uh, I recognize him that's from not who played him. Something. The character, the the actor's name is John Vernon. Oh, he okay, played Dean okay. Wormer in Animal House. In Animal House. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. Shao Kahn? That's Shao Kahn. <laughs> what? He's, he's been in tons of stuff. I I have no doubt. He seems like the yeah, like a character actor. Obviously, is gonna be doing this kind of thing. Yeah. But like, from <laughs> from fucking Animal House to Mortal Kombat, Defenders <laughs> of the Realm is is a leap. That's a big one. He no, does. Has a, he has a big voice. He has a big booming voice because he plays a lot of characters that are always yelling. Hmm. Who's who's more evil, uh, Dean Wormer or uh, Shao Kahn? It's <laughs> a good question. Now here's here's the cast, guys, because that was already two like superstars, uh, as I know it to be. Other people in this cast. So let's just talk about it right now. Clancy Brown, our pal, plays Lord Raiden, among others. Uh, which is already like, go for it. Sub-Zero is played by, oh, Luke Perry, who I have a personal connection with, RIP, very, very good man. Um, Princess Katana is Cree Summer, who you might know from A Different World, or she did the voice of Elmira on Tiny Toon Adventures. Aww. Curtis Stryker is Ron Perlman, for gosh sakes. You know Hellboy, mm-hmm. playing the best character in Mortal Kombat. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I think that is not the case. Uh, most hated character in, in the history of Mortal Kombat. Uh, best character. I think you, you misspelled uh, uh, something there. So Frank Welkers, of course, shows up at some point. And, and this guy, Brian Tochi, he seems like he's real familiar. He plays Liu Kang. Yo, and- you skipped over every boy's first crush, Olivia yeah. Diabo. Yes. I don't know who that is. Who, who is what that? Dude. What is wrong with Dude. you? Dude. I don't know who that is. Come That's what's on. Oh, Ray. Conan every the Destroyer. Every first crush. The Wonder Years. Kevin's sister on the Wonder Years. No, I never saw it. Oh, you never saw the Wonder is, Years? What? No, I never was into that show. Did you see Conan the Destroyer? No. What, what? is happening right now? What? Oh my god! No, I'm not familiar with, with these things. Oh, she was she. Oh, she was a voice actor in Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So That's there you go. what you're focusing on. I haven't seen Robo Dog. I haven't seen any of this stuff. Robot, what are you looking at? Look at her IMDb page right now. It's a lot. Here's the deal. She did a lot of uh, VO stuff. She did a lot of TV series, one of which, believe it, you guys, is called Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, where she played Sonya Blade. All right, here's That's the thing. Pretty wild. Gina is correct here. I got to do a sketch show with her once, and it was j- just oh. inches below the uh, um, uh, high point of my life that was doing a sketch show with uh, 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 Rowdy Roddy Piper. So that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that we get a lot of tweets from guys saying, "Yes, she was my first crush." Yeah. No. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, guys, if you have ever heard of this complete mystery, Olivia Diabo, Diabo, was that? Uh, I hate everything about this. You know, like DS Nine, Dabo. She's a oh. Dabo girl. <laughs> DS Abo. Diabo. Diablo. Is she mm. the devil? Yeah. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense then. Anyway, so she's in it too. So this cast is excellent, and. 
this show exists. So we go back to this. So this is maybe the weirdest point. This Okay, there are many weird points in this episode, a lot of exposition. But Lord Raiden is hanging out. And he's feeling weak, but doesn't want to admit it to the rest of the team because the orb is starting to siphon his powers. The rest of the team is in this underground lake, for better better term, and they have these dragon jet planes that are in the water of the <laughs> underground lake. And for some reason, they're just floating in the water, fixing the jets while they're in the water. No part of this is tracking to me in any possible way, but the actual weird part is when uh, Raiden and Jax start getting into it because Raiden's just like ordering him around and Jax is like, you know, I'm a, I'm going to beat your nose. And then, and then they start like kind of getting like alpha at each other. And then Jax says one of the weirdest things I could have imagined him to say. How would you like to eat that tool? <laughs> Give it your best shot, girlfriend. Now, the whole idea of him calling Raiden girlfriend really caught me for a loop here. I was not ready for that. I'll admit I it. think it's a pretty good burn. It managed to it managed to uh, tell him, I'm not afraid of you. And also uh, question his masculinity l- a little bit. I wanted to keep going with that uh, clip because that music starts coming back. Like, th- there's like a storm or something, like trees start falling, and... I feel like the last thing you want to score that scene to is Chan, they're allowed one piece of music and they're going to get fair use out of it as much as possible. (laughs) Music budgets are very expensive, so it makes sense that they had one song created for this and that was what they had budgeted for. And then it it gets weirder because there's a big old computer alert. Somehow they have this like magical giant computer that like senses when Outworld stuff is happening. And and of all the characters that's piloting it, and maybe this is a problem in me, but I was shocked to see that Nightwolf was the chosen mainframe computer expert. I would have sworn it should be either Jax or Sonya Blade or one of these military people who would have had training in major computers and, and communications. What, what are you talking about? As like, opposed to the guy with the you, wolf. Do you assume that all military people have training in computers? Is that what you're saying? Don't they? I mean, they have this pretty high-tech gear that they walk around with all the time. And that having a wolf makes you not go to computers? No, I, if I had means, a wolf, I'd be means, hanging out with a wolf, not hanging out on a Native Americans are not good at computers because Ray is being not, racist right now. That is pretty not sure that's what we're going over here. Like, high-tech weaponry is not the same as a computer, Ray. So saying, like, oh, why wouldn't these two military people be experts at computers it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> No, I listen, I guess the whole thing for me is when you think about computer experts in every show we've ever seen, it's always the dweebish guy or the the office guy. Like it's always whoever, you know, it's the guy and with the beard. How does that how does that describe either Sonya Blade or Jax? Well, because they're in the military, so they would have good computer training. The uh, dweebish guys people. in the military, you know. <laughs> none of most this, people none think of, of soldiers as dweebs. Well, even Curtis Stryker, in my mind, would be a, a would be a more logical, obvious choice to be a computer guy because anything else what? doesn't have to There's do anything. There's nothing else. that connects military training with any type of computer skills. Even having just watched The Punisher. He has no computer skills of his own. It's all done movie. by Micro, the actual computer nerd. So there's no, there's no, there's nothing in storytelling and, that ever implies that people who are military fighters and they're combat fighters, it's very, it's made very clear that they're special ops. 
Now, wait a minute. Did Micro have a pet wolf and wear only a vest and face paint? I guess that's the part that throws so again, me off. So again, you're going back to his physical, his the, the way he physically looks at the fact that he's Native American that makes you think he's the least suited to, to work a computer no. instead of literally mm-hmm. everyone else. Listen... <laughs> I don't look good here, and I can appreciate that. <laughs> I guess what, I, that's not the type of – I don't know. Like, look, I, I want to see Nightwolf out in the field with his wolf kicking some guy in the junk and, and you know, using his powers and having the wolf savage somebody. You're not, I don't want to see Nightwolf behind a desk. With every word you say. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to win this on any level. Am Did I? you just say that you wanted one of the Mortal Kombat defenders of the realm to be behind a desk? Like – we're going to go to the Mortal Kombat video games, rife with fatalities, every single one of these people a, a hardened killer, and the thing we want to see most from them is yes. computer skills. Yeah, he's, all of this how, how many words he, they he can doesn't type want, He doesn't want Nightwolf to have his own thing, is what Look, he's saying. No, because I also wouldn't want Lord Raiden to be there. I wouldn't want Liu Kang or Kung Lao to be there. Uh, Lord Raiden commands electricity how are computers run <laughs> never have to worry about a power failure i suppose mm, well i mean there's probably a lot of power surges no i want to ask the people at home this hashtag who's got computer duty i want to know which mortal Kombat character in your mind should have been the one behind the computer and when you all answer Nightwolf, you're really gonna get me on this one. <laughs> oh my I'm, god look i, I just that threw me for a loop. Okay, Here's listen. Here's the thing. Would it throw you for a loop to know that he's also a historian? Or no, not are at you all. just assuming he's an idiot with a wolf and <laughs> all he's good for is making his wolf bite people? Well, look, making his wolf bite people will be the coolest thing anybody could do. So start there. Of course, that's not a problem that he's a historian. <laughs> does he? I'm curious if, in fact, he does have, peop- uh, have the wolf bite people, being that this show is so. Like, like it's terrible on a lot of levels, but on the base level, a game about murdering people, like not even just beating them <laughs> up, but literally killing them, causing fatalities is turned into a kid's cartoon. It's one of the base problems I had with G.I. Joe in the first place, uh, and especially uh, the D-Gears when they made it like uh, uh, targeted real young children for this. Like mm-hmm. if the base premise is like, I'm a person who kills but I can't show any of the killing. What do you have left? And uh, I, I suspect that that, do- that that wolf doesn't bite anybody, which is why they do the weird uh, turn. Because they, they jump into each other and Nightwolf becomes superpowered, question mark. I'm unclear yeah, that how weird. that quit works. Yeah. Okay, here's here's straight from the uh, straight from the uh, uh, Wikipedia page in the 1996 cartoon series because I didn't remember him in the game having a wolf, right. but in the 1996 cartoon series, Nightwolf serves to offer both spiritual and technical help to the Earth Realm warriors having experience with computer technology. He only fights a few times, spending most of his time back at the base monitoring the earth realm looking for dimensional rips he has a pet wolf named kiva who could merge with him to increase his power okay well there you go there you go everybody so who's got computer duty it's your hashtag for this episode i want to know because i'm probably wrong but i want to be sure i mean wikipedia just said so 
Like, uh, it's this is an uphill battle. Hold on, I got to do some edits. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Prepare yourself for combat. Mortal Kombat action figures. Fight for right in your own tournament of champions. Liu Kang. Johnny Cage. Raiden. Get over here. Sub-Zero. Reptile in the Dragon MK1. Kino on the combat cycle. Mortal Kombat. It's not just a game anymore. Mortal Kombat action figures. Combat cycle comes with Kano. Dragon MK1 comes with Reptile. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Anyway, so the, he, he goes on the monitor and they find out that the big thing attacking attacking the earth right now is climate change. And I found that to be uh, real wild that all of a sudden it became like the, what is it? The day after tomorrow. And all of these weather events are happening all over the world. And they're like, well, shit, Shang Tsung must have an orb or something. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, a, you know, um, he has a, Oh God, what's it called? Like a talisman in the game. At some point he has a talisman that, that they do a quick Easter egg in, in the movie that we just saw that, that, leads to a bunch of bad crap if anyone gets their hands on it. So this okay. is this is basically like them being like, let's just give him a magical object that can wreak lots of havoc. I mean, I'm here for it. It's all cool. And Raiden obviously is weak, doesn't want the crew to understand that he's weak. And what's wild is they're all like, let's go beat up Shang Tsung. And then Jax just turns because he sees something's wrong with Raiden, but doesn't want to call it out in front of everybody. That's a, that's a G move. I like that. I appreciate that, Jax. But he turns to the rest of the crew. He's like, hey, my tum-tum hurts. I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> he should really, what he needs to do is he needs to go get some, go get some Gatorade. He needs to get some, get Raiden some Gatorade. Maybe some Gatorade. like, you know, a, a pack soup. of M&Ms. Maybe some mm. saltines. Uh, seven Up was what uh, we used uh from, yeah. from my house. Yeah. Burners, burners back different home. Things. If, if you, if you had the diarrheas, you got to get some, some electrolytes back in you. I don't recall Raiden at any point saying anything about diarrhea. Well, hold on. Did I, did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, it was heavily major, implied. It's a major plot point. Implied. Yeah. I'm just saying he needs, <laughs> some, he needs some Pedialyte or some insurer in him. He needs to get his energy back up. I made dookie in my pants. <laughs> As only Clancy Brown could say. Mm -hmm. So, I, but I appreciate Jack stays behind to sort of like check on his boy, even though they're not really that good of friends. Cause obviously they're constantly like riffing on each other. So, okay. Uh, they end up, they get in the dragon jets. They show up at the, the uh, anomaly and they fight a whole bunch of robots because you know, you're only allowed to fight robots in these cartoons. So they do that in some of the laziest animated fighting I may have ever seen. It was basically like, turn my wrist, hit guy. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember the, who said, the, come on, let's do it, but they really shouldn't have. Were they robots or were they the dark, uh, um, the dark monks? 
I got here that they were robots. I mean, here's yeah, the deal. I'm I'm, sure I could very well be wrong. I've been wrong about so much this episode. <laughs> Boy, I stopped there. Yeah, because the monks had robes on, and these dudes had like some kind of like robot-y armor. So. I mean, that's fair. Shang Tsung then shows up, and he uses the orb to rip a chasm underneath everybody, and they all have to like save each other. So like half of them are basically going to tumble to their death, and the other half of them need to be saved. Now, the fact that both female characters both needed to be saved... Come on, Mortal Kombat. You could have done better than that. I didn't even notice. Yeah. yeah. It was Some Sub-Zero. of us don't see gender, Ray. Mm-hmm. And Which that's makes for real awkward nights at the bar. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's basically Sub-Zero falls into this lava chasm and has trouble. That I understand. Look, that's completely fine. But then Kitana and Sonya Blade also need to be bailed out. And I was like, you could have had, like, one bailout of dude i don't know maybe that's just me well they all fell in and then uh shang sung's like yeah you gotta tell raiden to come get you ha 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 and none of them are like well this is obviously a trap so let's not do that because it yeah. would be dumb yeah he said i'm gonna close the chasm and crush all six of you if you don't get raiden here right now and i guess in my mind if Shang Tsung just closed the chasm and murdered all six of them, Raiden would probably show up. Yeah, yeah. Or probably crazy. They, they make the call, uh, Raiden comes, and then he squishes them while they're on their way. But sometimes, I, but a lot Love of the it. times, they want to uh, kill them in a way that they can, like, reanimate them to fight for the bad guys. That also sure. happens a lot in Mortal Kombat. Like they'll sure. they'll be killed in a certain way, usually like stabbed. And then someone will be like, all right, resurrect them and get them to work for the bad guys now. So well, I would imagine that crushing them wouldn't be, it wouldn't leave enough to be resurrected. Of course. It's all there. It's just yeah, in the, the wrong the place. I it's like it, when you, you when you what? press a flower in a book, you know, it's all still there. No, but I, I feel, I feel like it's like, uh, uh, like mashed potatoes. It's really hard to get him to stand up after that. Uh, do you mean that they're more delicious after <laughs> mashing? Yeah, that that's I believe. Exactly yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you just proved my point. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we we cut back to the base, and now Jackson Raiden are like, we got to go. I mean, look, this is just what we got to do. We got to go, and so they're flying in one of the dragon jets. And this allows for a real heart-to-heart conversation between Jackson Raiden. And this was this was basically the meat and centerpiece of the entire episode. So get ready, guys. It was so long and so yes. uh and it wasn't even it can't even really be categorized as exposition. It's it's best categorized as character growth and character moments. I agree. But in a in a fighting show, I mean, this scene lasted like it felt like three minutes, which is yes. an eternity in a show like this. <laughs> They didn't have to animate a lot for it, but um, Jax is basically like, hey, can we have a bro heart-to-heart conversation? And Raiden's like, I barely know you or care about you, but sure, I'll just deny I ever answered any of your questions. And it's like, all right. So Jax says, why do you stick around, Raiden? And Raiden goes on a poetry-laden, minute-long monologue about all of the wonderful things about Earth, and he feels connected. But most of all- This feels very Captain Planet-y. Oh, very I was thinking very Doctor Who-y. Well, okay. uh, there's this. But it is also remarkably fragile. Too few mortals realize that over a hundred species perish from the planet every day. 
that is yep. some yeah, real yeah. specific yep. fourth grade Earth Day shit right there. But I feel like all of his stuff about like, well, I, like, you know, because he's basically saying like, well, I'm a god and and humans have the capacity. And I feel like this is like a, a, a word for word Doctor Who speech where it's like, oh, their lives are so short and they wow. have the capacity for like terrible things. But also sometimes they do glorious things. And I mean, I while I appreciate that they're trying to stuff all this into a kids cartoon, uh-huh. the fact that the rest of the episode was also pretty boring m- made this not a not a welcome three minutes in my book. Yeah, uh, and one then, more. Yeah, go ahead. So, girlfriend. Okay, I was, just about to, I was just about to ask for it, so there it is. <laughs> Turns it back on him. Calls him girlfriend. Uh- it's it's so weird. I mean, I love Clancy Brown and uh like obviously this wasn't his choice because like all of these uh, all of the dialogue is such that it is a conversational Raiden. He's just like mm-hmm. a chum um and not a god which uh it's just so strange. Give you have the all these other characters to be chummy, you should have him be a friggin' god. Yeah, like what um, they did with Christopher Lambert in the original movie, and yeah. even more so in the in the new one as well. He is he does pr- put himself on a plateau above everybody else because he is a god. Yeah, yeah, and there's also I mean in the in the lore of Mortal Kombat, there's there are so many rules that govern him that he's not allowed to interfere with. So clearly, right. when they were writing this cartoon, they were like, we need him to be an active character. He can't just be a God that comes down and is like, Hey, this thing is happening. I can't help you. Uh, and, and so they're clearly, tr- they clearly like realize which that they're, they're right. That would be a crappy, really inactive character. Yeah. If you're making him a regular character on a TV show versus just, you know, in the movie, he's sort of, he's explaining things. So I, I get, I get why they did it. And they also can't leave him out as a character because he's he's like everyone's favorite character. Mm-hmm. So they needed to sort of like split the difference somehow, which I think I they mean, did. You you put him in there like the um, computer they have. Like every once in a while, he like, hey, there's a thing going on. You've got to go fix it. Okay, I don't thanks, know. Reggie. I think that that's not. I think that's not active enough for a cartoon and especially because like in cartoons you're gonna if you're if you're gonna bother to make those character designs you're gonna want to use them over and over and over again especially like budget for budget reasons so to have him only sort of be there as a as a guide every now and then versus an active character and they're wasting a character design on him uh, they would either have to like insert another character or or like beef up someone else's role i don't know like maybe give like luke kang a lot of it but it seems like he's he's who everyone wants to see so listen i don't know i think they made the right decision hit me with your joan osborne what if god was one of us bullshit (laughs) (laughs) raiden should not be bros best bros with all the other mortal combaters but also again it is it is in keeping with the games because at some point he does he does sort of have to give up his god status and fight as 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 sort of a mortal uh uh for various reasons and they and they find reasons every few games to sort of be like now he's got he's lost his powers now he doesn't have power in this other realm but now we're gonna trap him in this realm and nope now he's dead and now we're doing this and i don't really have a problem with that like go ahead and uh um 
yeah, depower him. But like being uh, sort of splitting the difference. I'm a god, but I'm chill. But I'm a god, but you know. I sometimes like a I feel god. a little weak. <laughs> I'm I'm here for all of the above. Look, I also wrote down here Raiden kind of sucks. Like <clears throat> for being look, I, I appreciate that he's a god and he knows that he's a god and he's hanging around around mortals, but why is he gotta be such a dick about it all the time? You know, he really is he's really like the, the the bully kid on the playground who's like three years older, but still but was held back a year. So like he's like still shoving around the younger kids and he's he's like a foot taller than everybody else. He's like yeah, I can kick your ass. It's like, well, yeah. Look but how that is how Christopher Lambert was in the movie. Like, he was very much like, you know, sort of like, yeah, all right. If you guys want to get killed, okay, stupid idiots. All right. Well, I'm going to like, I'm going to laugh at you now because you're I stupid. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way he's written here. I It didn't bother me when Lambert did it. Uh, here, it just, it just sort of was grating on me that just like, he wouldn't shut up about how better he is than everyone else. Like, I don't know. That really started rubbing me the wrong way. To be fair, Clancy Brown is better than all of us. I mean, look, Clancy Brown is the best among us. If the character were Clancy Brown, the God of thunder, 100% on board. (laughs) I'm like, fuck yeah, man. That wouldn't bother me at all. Badass. And I respect that. You know what? What if we just assume Raiden is Clancy Brown in disguise? <laughs> now I'm okay with it. So here we are. Uh, the airplane ends up crashing. And, and so they have to go and they have to fight. So uh, Raiden has now been fully mortal. His powers have been taken by, the, for the most part, by the orb. And then there's a big all fight. And it was kind of cool because Shang Tsung shoots Raiden with lightning and he hurts him with it. And I'm just like, ooh, look at that. Look at that yeah, storytelling. Taste your okay. own medicine, bitch. That's what he who's said. Better, That's what he said in the cartoon. Who's better than everyone he, okay, else okay, now. Let me sure, let me pull go. up that sound. Uh, <laughs> clip, That's exactly quick. what he said. There's a real, uh-huh. real reason to check it, Chan. Thank you. Okay. Um, so th- the cool though, Raiden is just distracting Shang Tsung by fighting him. Jax is pulling up everybody else. Now these are these are these are fighters who can like murder eight foot tall, four armed monsters, but they can't climb their way out of a hole. That yeah, really... th- this is a poor showing for literally everyone except for Raiden and Jax in this episode. And to be fair, they get almost no airtime, but it's, it's again, and I said this before we, before we started recording, but the, the, my impression of, of Mortal Kombat has always been the earth realm characters are the lamest characters. Like give me, give me, you know, like hella sub zero, give me Scorpion, give me Baraka, give mm-hmm. me Katana, give me Melina. But when, like, even in, even like playing the OG game, like Sonya was kind of lame. Liu Kang is cool because he always did that bicycle kick thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Jax was kind of lame, like gameplay wise and things like that. So in this episode, we get none of like for the most part, Sub-Zero is really hot the whole time. And in his credit, he acts exactly how I act when I get too hot, which is, <laughs> which is like <laughs> shuts the fuck down. And yep. is just, like does not want to do anything and like makes other people carry him. I I think at one time at the farmer's market, I overheated and Chan had to go get me water. So this is I am sub zero oh. in this <laughs> I, in this I, thing. But he's not doing anything. He's just like hot. And then it's like, all right, let's cut away from him. Is Katana doing something? And she's just like, nope, I'm not doing anything. Move the camera <laughs> to someone else, I guess. Uh, the only good part about this is that I don't have to see Curtis Stryker at all. Yeah, that was a bummer. 
Uh, I really him? thought that story, Gina, was going to end with Chan carrying you out of the farmer's market. Now I'm just disappointed that's not <laughs> what happened. I, you know, I don't I just remember like I sat in his car and Cy was there, too, and they had to go get me water because I, I overheat like a pig without any <laughs> ability to like <clears throat> regulate my body temperature. OK, <laughs> so what next time they do a farmer's market for Gina's sake, people get a big pile of mud somewhere. So yeah, that she keep can it on cool hand. off. Seriously, Is that what I I'm hearing? It's, it's I just I go from like, oh, it's too hot out to like, I am dying. Like, oh so I, what I'm saying is I'm part sub zero. OK, aren't, aren't we all at the I'm end of the day? Quarter sub zero on my mother's side. Well, you got they, a little uh, sub zero in you. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Okay, so uh, Cheng Sung sees what's going on. He tries to close the chasm, but our heroes get out in time. Uh, they may, uh, Raiden makes him, I guess, drop the orb, or Jax makes him, I don't know. Jax picks up the orb, uh, opens a, Raiden opens a portal at this point because his powers all come back. Now, how this works, I'm not 100% sure, but it, he's back. And they yell, finish him uh, for Raiden to finish Sang Sung, which made me happy. And he kicks him through a portal. Did that yeah, make you like, happy? Really? That, it did, yeah. And it, look, I, I don't need much. Raiden! Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, mm. That me brought too. it home for me. And me the too. techno music helped too. Yeah. And so he kicks uh, him through the portal, which we find out was going into space. He kicks no, no, Shang Tsung no. into space. He, he sa- no, he sends the orb to space. He doesn't, okay. He doesn't send. He sends Shang Tsung back to uh, Nether Realm, I think, or or okay. Outworld. Outworld. Yeah. Outworld. Okay. Uh, and then, weirdly enough, Nightwolf, uh, who's there with them, uh, nope. he he. Isn't Nightwolf there with them? He he is, but what are you about to say? Well, <laughs> Night, Night, all of a sudden, as soon as he kicks him through the portal, Nightwolf shouts, everything around the earth has gone back to normal. And the part <laughs> that bothers me about that is how the fuck would he know? He's just there with everybody else. Because That's- he's in tune with, like, he he's in tune mm-hmm. with the spiritual realm and nature, and he's also constantly monitoring the computer that talks about the balance and imbalance between the realms. He's not at the computer. The computer is back at the base. And we all know Nightwolf is the perfect choice for being the computer <laughs> guy. We all agree on that. I feel he's bad got a smartphone. Yeah, he's got a smartphone in 96. He's got a smartphone. Yeah, I just that that was a little bit weird. I was sort of like, what? Nightwolf? What, the, what are you talking about? You're you're here with us. That he knows it because the, the temperature would have uh, adjusted also. He's very oh, okay. in touch with things. Here's my thing. The the Raiden like gets rid of the orb. I would have liked one and like loathe as I am to request more exposition. <laughs> I would have liked one line where someone said, destroy that thing. And he said, I can't. It's too powerful. I'll have to send it somewhere where it won't be a threat to anyone. Because like just fucking destroy it, dude. Like, blast it with all your lightning and see if it destroys, because obviously it's going to be found in space. He is so uh, watered down that he can't even finish the bad guy who was already dead. No, he chooses not to. He just sends him back home. He sends him back home. Because They're not even going to bother destroying he knows, though, that Shao Kahn, whatever Shao Kahn does to him is going to be 10 times worse than just a quick death. That's what he says. But that's, you know, like, oh, no, I could totally win Jeopardy if I was on. I just they're, they're scared to have me on. That's why. Yeah, uh, I guess I could have gone for a full like Raiden suddenly from nowhere rips the upper torso half off of Shang Tsung and throws it to the ground. Like I could have gone for that level of violence here. 
But unfortunately, this is 1996 and also a cartoon for children. We were not going to get that level of violence here. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, what a bummer. And that's Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm from 1996, Episode 9. Gina, will you remember having seen this? I, it's doubtful. There's something. My brain is broken, ah, clearly. And oh uh, and I will not. And, and, you know, like two years from now, when we all rent out an AMC to watch the next Mortal Kombat movie. It's going to happen. I'm going to go down another rabbit hole. I'm going to reread all the descriptions of all the video games as if I'm reading them for the first time. And at some point I'm going to text the two of you and say, Oh my God, you guys, there's an animated series. We have to do it. Oh my God. Here's the deal. You're not wrong either. All of these are true statements that will happen. I want you to play this back for me when, when I do. And then I'll accuse you of, of altering someone else's voice to make it sound like me. I mean, that's what you did this time. So, I mean, it's all holds up. (laughs) Uh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. I don't know. This cartoon is fine. I mean, the thing thing that kind of rubs me about this cartoon is that it's just, it's a little boring. It's a little boring for being a Mortal Kombat cartoon. Yeah, I don't remember if the other one was boring, but this one was really exposition heavy, action light. And the interesting characters were given pretty generic stuff to do. So didn't really hold my interest too much. I will say the fact that there's 13 episodes, the fact that we've already watched two of them, I will mm-hmm. probably at some point watch the other episodes. Let's go. 11. 11 more to go. Let's do it. We are now a Mortal Kombat podcast. Are you seriously doing this again? Because you said last time <laughs> oh, that you geez. were going to watch more of these. You completely <laughs> forgot they existed. That's a good point. Wow. Yeah, but to be fair, since we went to see Mortal Kombat in the theaters, I've been I've been determined to watch all of the movies, even the crappy ones, which are all, by the way, on HBO Max. I had no idea there were so many. Yeah, you know what? I've only seen I've only seen the first one, which is the good one with yeah. Christopher Lambert, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Hopefully, I said that right. Uh, and you're trying uh, at least, you know, who else is in that one? The, 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 what is it? The teacher from Billy Madison is Sonya blade. That yes, one always threw me yes, for a loop. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, uh, really great Johnny cage. Um, but yeah, like that, that one's great. And then they had a follow-up, which was Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and it was real bad. Yeah. I saw that one in theaters. There are some good Johnny Cage moments in that movie. Oh, no. But overall, no. It, compared to the first one, it is a letdown. Yes. It's it's such a letdown, and it's it's such weird. The costumes are weird, and the effects are weird. There's a whole YouTube mashup that my friend sent me in that email of like the worst moments of it. And it's, it's just all really bad. Uh, and, and yeah. And they even got some of the actors back for it. Yeah. But it's not good. But then there are apparently like two other movies that like, I don't even know about. I didn't and even how know bad about must these. Those be if I don't what even those know. Movies? <laughs> I, I've never heard. I didn't, I thought that we were done at that point. What are these other mortal combat movies? Was I don't it, know, I but think? I went on, I went on HBO max to be like, I'm going to watch the original. I love it so much. It's so great. Uh, and then I was like, Oh yeah, they've also got the crappy one on here. And then like two more that I was like, well, I guess, I guess I'm watching all of them. Please oh, report wow. back because I I, I'm not about to 
to get into that business. I will. I will. I'm I'm at a real slog part in my Marvel rewatch. Uh, <laughs> so it's hard. It's hard to. But I also kind of want to just power through it. Aren't you on Cloak and Dagger now? I am on Cloak and Dagger now. Uh, I'm, I just finished season one of Cloak and Dagger, and it's oh, fine. I thought that was a dating app. <laughs> it's the club that Thomas Middleditch was caught in. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's fine. It's just like you know, I'm. It interrupts a, a really good season of Agents of Shield, which I love, and it's a lot of like teen angst. It's it's similar to Runaways in that like I like it fine. It's just less Marvel and more like CW teen angst, mm-hmm. and okay. and also like having just read the Runaways comic where they show up and they're so capable and they're so awesome and they they have full control of their powers. The fact that like season one ends and they're still not like they still don't know what the hell their powers do, hmm. like kind of annoyed me. Like it was just so slow paced. And going into season two, I'm like, just freaking be Cloak and Dagger already. I want to see Cloak and Dagger. (laughs) I don't want to see like a teen one and teen two. I want them to be Cloak and Dagger badasses at this point. Now, I'm just now, I I looked it up just while we were talking, and Mortal Kombat Legacy is a live action television show from 2011 to 2013 with two seasons starring Casper Van Diem as Johnny Cage and it's on HBO Max right now 19 episodes I had no idea this thing existed and I should have I I feel how do I have this gap in my knowledge now I don't know a lot of those words that you just said are Gina words yeah yeah this is wild uh and it's yeah first season was in 2011 second season 2013 now I don't know how long these episodes are these might be this might be sort of like fan made I could be Holy wrong shit. about that. There was a Mortal Kombat live action series in 98. Oh, I'm going to watch really? them all. Okay. Each, episodes. Each one of these episodes is all. about 10 or 11 minutes long. So it leads me to believe this wasn't like something that aired on television, but it definitely looks professional. So this I don't 20, know. This one is 22, 43 minute episodes. That's a full fucking hour of television. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I'm wow. going to watch them all. Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. It's pretty great. No, I actually, I bought the newest. Uh, no, I bought Mortal Kombat 10 and 11. I bought some Mortal Kombat games like a few months ago, and now I need to dive into them because yeah, I'm that's hyped what, for as it. I was, as I was reading all the descriptions, uh, uh, you know, at some point they switch over from, they're not arcade games anymore. They're just for home gaming systems, which is a right. bummer, but, you know, I get it. I guess arcade games the are not cool anymore. Uh, but I was like, oh man, like, especially like Mortal Kombat's two and three, the arcade games, those yep. are like my jam Yeah, and I need to, and I realized I don't have any for any of my game systems and I have a lot of game systems and I don't have any of the home games and I need to remedy that because they are yeah. great. Well, you know, if you ever hook up the Xbox one that I gave you, uh, I did hook it up. I did hook you- it up. If you get hooked up with Ultimate Game Pass, the best deal in gaming, no, they don't sponsor us, but it's <laughs> it's their subscription where you have a library of like 100 plus games at any given time and every original Xbox game, like all the Halos and everything. But there is the, one of the newest Mortal Kombat games is on there. And that's one of the things that I downloaded. So the I Mortal definitely Kombat X. Is that the one? 
I want to say it's exit, but 11's the newest one. And I it think is, this might but be exit I, I think on it's there. Too, it would be too new, I think, to be on there. Maybe. I think you're right. So I think this is X, but X is supposed to be very good. Yeah. And the one that they bring in like a fuck ton of characters like Jason yes. Voorhees and Rambo and the Terminator. Yeah. And they just they just go nuts. They're like, why not bring in every rando character we possibly can and make the Mortal Kombat? Like the Joker's in there. Like this shit doesn't have to make sense anymore. It's Mortal Kombat. It's fun. So I believe that's the one. And and why not check it out? Like uh, if 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 you have that and have it set up, uh, uh, Ultimate Game Pass is something everybody should just have anyway. Even if you don't have an Xbox, you should just have it to support people like me having it. And and it's on there and would be no cost to play. Is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I'm into it. What I got to watch all of the Mortal Kombat content and then play all of the games. Well, that might that's going to take you a while. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there are some good ones in there anyway. So, guys, that is Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm. Uh, guys, how do we? Uh, this episode wasn't so good, but do we see potential in this, or we kind of just be like, no, this was just a bad 90s idea? No, I still thought it was. I, I mean, this episode is boring, but I still, I, like, you know, it's still not as bad as, like, Deke G.I. Joe or something, so I'd st- I still dig it. Wow. I, uh, again, because I am so against it in principle like from from uh uh, you know the very conceptualization of mortal Kombat, the children's cartoon (laughs) it is still better than gi joe deke era and that's uh uh, that's hard to say i think there are certain episodes of deke era that were better than this by far but on a whole this didn't piss me off to the level that deke era did I would say that G.I. Joe Extreme so far has been better than anything we've seen out of Mortal Kombat. I think that's a fair statement. Sure, yeah. But again, you know, uh, comparing anything to Deke era is a pretty low bar, quite frankly. And really I enjoyed is. this more than Foofer. I'll put that out there. <laughs> uh, here's the question. Do we keep going? There are three more parts to this uh, crossover. Street Fighter, episode 22, The Warrior King. Mm. Savage Dragon episode 21 Endgame and Wing Commander Academy uh uh <gasps> oh dear I didn't realize this is part 3 of 4 we should have watched Street Fighter and Savage Dragon first oh, okay well, we're this not going to understand gateway. what's going on no. this is our gateway into it you know we'll watch two prequels before we see this that's fine the answer is yes Chan I think for the next few weeks of this show we should alternate G.I. Joe Extreme episodes with this series so we can give people the full picture <laughs> of this timeline because it kind of sounds really fun to do like this is what the 90s were kiddies yeah yeah, USA Network had had a pretty baller lineup, quite frankly. Or uh, so we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm a, I'm full speed ahead on this. I say let's do it. Done and done. Done and done. So we'll start with what's the first one? A uh, Street Fighter. A Street Fighter is the first one. <laughs> so we're gonna watch the Street Fighter cartoon in a couple of weeks, uh, combining with Mortal Kombat. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm here for it. Let's let's make it happen. And then Savage Garden. Yes. And Savage Garden. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Ooh, I want to Yeah, I have no idea what any of the words are in that song. <laughs> I but don't... it's a very catchy song. I like that song. What? When it comes out in the grocery store, I'm bopping. <laughs> Am I the only one that, like, that has no... Maybe it's because I'm old and don't care anymore. Oh, yeah. But I have no it. problem dancing at the grocery store to Toto's Africa or, or that. Oh, look. 
Look, I just bought Just Dance 2021. Oh, boy. Bought the uh, the unlimited pack so we could get all of the old stuff. There's just a, a practically a full album of ABBA tracks. So, you know, I'm going to be dancing my heart out, uh, dancing like no one's watching. So, And then you'll be escorted out of the Trader Joe's. In my house. I'm not going to be escorted out of my house. And then you're going to be escorted out of your house. Sir, please stop <laughs> yeah. dancing to ABBA at 3.45 a.m. on Egon a Wednesday. Egon bounces you. Here's sir, the thing. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Egon. No, sir. Sir. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. My kid hates me dancing. <laughs> hates I wish both you of us dancing. before. My kid hates me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I mean, that's Lou. for later. That's, that is coming. Yeah. Give it 10 years, yet. and that's where you'll be, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyway, that's our episode, everybody. We have a plan for the next month and a half of Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, here's all the socials you can catch us at. Of course, Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast or on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. We got a new patron again, and uh, we're very, very happy with that. I'm still trying to set up the Find Your Fate on like a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon kind of a deal where you guys help me make the decisions and read it with me. Uh, I've gotten a little bit of positive feedback from that, but if that's a thing you guys want to see, uh, reach hit us up on the Patreon. Let me know if that's a thing you want to see. Hit us up on Twitter. We can make this happen, and I want you guys involved in our show because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. That's a lie. We probably still would, but my point is we still appreciate you, and we want you to be a part of it. So we can also hit us up on uh, Twitter, the Twitter at G.I. Joe podcast or individually. I am at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And I just noticed the name of this recording for Chan is Mortal Kombat Rossover. And now I think it's a friend's tie in. <laughs> yep. And that's definitely what I meant to type in. Yep. Rossover. Yep. Neil Ross is in this episode. That's what that's oh, why shit. I did that. Now it yeah. makes tons of sense. That's mm-hmm. how we're going to na- label it in the spreadsheet that you guys have been working on. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you? Why do you keep saying that we're the ones that are going to be working on the spreadsheet? Uh, None yeah. of us are spreadsheet yeah. people. Gina, I yeah, got a spreadsheet you, person. Look, there's there's one person among the three of us who has a little bit more free time than the others, and it's not me. <laughs> Gina, Wait if you want to spreadsheet, one is that? yeah. If you want a spreadsheet, Gina, I'm pretty sure you're the only one who's actually going to do it. So this this insistence of, guys, we need a spreadsheet, and then just staring across the room at the two of us. <laughs> Unfortunately, those the blinder shield is going up, and we cannot see you. Look, here's the thing. We, we a friend of the podcast and my buddy Michael Esterin came to Mortal Kombat to, for my birthday and was introduced to Ray and Chan for the first time. And he was on board with the spreadsheet idea, especially because he was just asking about like, oh, I wa- what about what about this episode? I want to watch it. And and Ray and I were like, I don't know. I don't know what episode that is. How many episodes have we done? And then Chan somehow went back through the archives, found it, and posted it. And, and Michael made the very good point that that is when the spreadsheet comes in handy because you just do a keyword search in the spreadsheet and then it says you guys recorded it on this date. Here's the link to it. Look, so if Michael Estrin, be... if you're listening to this at home, <laughs> get on the goddamn spreadsheet. No, here's the thing. If some college student would like to be an unpaid intern for mm-hmm. knowing is half the mm-hmm. podcast. No, no, no. Nope. no do yeah. not listen to Gina. She's got a basement full of 
college <laughs> interns. I'm making air quotes right here. Mm-hmm. Once you once you show up, you're not you're not coming out. No, look, you it's it's you'll get a lot of real life experience. You'll get a lot of job experience. We'll all write you glowing letters of recommendations. All you have to do is come be our unpaid intern for the duration of listening to every episode that we've ever recorded and writing down the date that we recorded it and a brief log line about each episode. There is literally no way anyone could ever figure that information out. Gina, what you're trying to say is guys at home, roughly six foot three to six foot five. <laughs> And with washboard abs, aged 20 to 23, only talking to you right now. If you would like to intern for Knowing is Half the Podcast and you're a big fan of crawl spaces, have I got the gig for you. So many bodies in that crawl space. She hasn't even been in the in the house for that long, and yet it's already half full of yeah, bodies. But, but in my defense, like we've been mostly at home for the past year, so like I, I'm racking up more bodies than I normally would because yeah. we weren't allowed to leave. Gina's been busy, getting it's busy. It's it's hard to get to the lime pits getting, in a quarantine. <laughs> getting busy. All right, I think we're done here. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Princess Kitana. Sub-Zero, Jax, Sonya Blade, Nightwolf, Kiva, Curtis Stryker, driven by purpose and bound by honor, these are the defenders of the realm. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score, score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like Score Bunny. Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Scorebunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh my God, Ash is still the main character of the anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Scorebunny. And Scorebunny's like- Is it because he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. (laughs) If you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.